party happy monday hope all is well everyone how about something a little different to uh start the start the monday afternoon off with huh
Nico Lecad. 30 seconds as we kick the stream off here, so guys, happy Monday. Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, family out there? You listening? What's up, what's up? Coming to you live from behind enemy lines of Chirac, Illinois. It's great to see you guys all working your way here today. Happy Monday. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Had a chance to get away from it all. Just kind of turn it all off and not 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 look for shiny balloons. I don't I don't know, man, what's going on in this world. But what we're gonna do today, I have about 30 tabs up. So I'm gonna freaking hop and be hopping straight to it. I got a lot to cover today. A lot of interesting topics here and there that I want to touch on. Of course, we got to touch on some of the world events that's happening out there. Uh, so we got just a lot to get through today. So grab your uh, c- cup of coffee or whatever you may be drinking on. Pull up a nice comfy chair. We got about two hours of stuff to get through with the quickness. So that's the plan for today. I appreciate you all working your way here today. Do me a favor. Tell a friend, tell a family member about the show. Try try to help me uh, expand the audience and uh, get more people in here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, The more people who have a chance to listen to, you know, uh, different perspectives, different topics and news that you can use is the idea really uh, is always been the idea. Just don't just give me a bunch of stuff. Give me news that I can use. I don't got time for all this stuff. I'm going to spend two hours with me. I'm going to try to give you important stuff. So do me a favor though. Also bookmark the website when you get a second, uh, uh, uncensoredabe.com. You can check out the podcast and the podcast has been growing every single time. Thank you all very much for the growth over there on the podcast. I appreciate you all very much. Apple Podcast has taken the lead 
It's impressive. Podbeam was just everybody. Well, everybody listened to the podcast from the website or from Podbeam, uh, but Apple is just taking over a commanding lead over there over Google and everybody else. So everybody out there that listens to the podcast, thank you all very much. I appreciate you all very much. You can also watch the show directly from the website if you so choose. You can find my Telegram, True Social, Twitter, Gab, Facebook, all my links at the very top of the website, and all the links for your favorite platforms such as pill.net the foxhole.app a great discussion this week about the uh, coming upgrades with uh, the fallen one and uh, I think, think uh, three beer men had Matt on as well so we're going to touch on that a little bit actually I want to touch uh, more specifically about the Greg Phillips part of that interview that they discussed and open.ing so we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a little bit but uh, some great discussions this weekend and some great uh, content as always over there on pill.net so check it out when you guys get time pill.net foxhole.app um, this is what it used to be called. But anyways, that's where it's at. You can find the link from the website right there. DLive, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hub, and Tiger Network, where you can find the live streams. YouTube ban me. So be it. I started a new one that I can't access now because two-factor on two dead phones doesn't do you much good. <laughs> anyways, uh, previous two shows are always up on the screen. You can find those right there as well as content I think you need to see. Thank you all very much for spreading the word about what we're trying to do over here. And also, thank you all very much for helping me keep the lights on. I appreciate it very much. Bills are coming due as always, and I appreciate everybody out there who is any kind of way can help spread this show, spread prayers. Is, is I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. But if you want to help specifically, help me keep the lights on, cash at PayPal, Patreon, and buy me a coffee as well as your favorite platform or how you can do that. Or you can go to MyPillow.com backslash Abe. I guess I'm always got some cool stuff over there and updating it weekly. And they have the MyPillow 2.0 is out now. Buy one, get one, freeze on those. So check that out. If you would be waiting for the new MyPillows, you can find that right there. And we appreciate Mike Lindell and MyPillow for doing what they can to help out alternative content creators while fighting for election integrity. It's, um, it's been a battle. I appreciate you all very much. Thank you all for being here. My email address, Linktree and PO box. If you want to send me something at the very bottom of the screen, thank you all very much for working your way in here today. How you guys doing over there at foxholepill.net? What's good. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for the shades. I see that golden lady and I see several others already out there. Golden lady with a ship. Thank you very much. Shonja with the cookie, Pleepusful with the cookie, and Golden Lady with some shades. Thank you all very much for the gold pill love already. Thank you all for being here. Most importantly, RP4L, Tori is in the house. Much love. Uh, got some good picks for you today, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's bad is uh, gas is so freaking expensive. I can't really drive around that much. So, yeah, it's, you know, anyways, you get the idea. Uh, is uh, Every day has been a blessing for sure. Um, especially all of you guys have, have been just amazing people and um, showing me your hearts. Uh, and I'm trying to give it back to you. So I love you guys very much. Thank you for being here. Rumble crowd always out there lurking, listening. Beachside's out there. DJ Camp. I'm sure JD Rich is out there lurking somewhere as many as well as many others. Thanks, guys, for being here today, Rumble crowd. Much love. God bless you all. Chris and Politius, thank you for dropping all the links out there. And uh, Twitch should be good to go now. I had to, obviously, Chris had to wait since the music. Yep, we're good to go on Twitch now. Um, and so the fun thing is, is that two-factor authentication thing, right? Well, I'm getting rid of all my old phones, all my old phone numbers. All I'm done with them all. So uh, I've been f waiting for a long time to do this, and I can finally do it now. But I have to wait uh, till, um, yeah. So uh, all of my accounts, I turned on two-factor authentication for obvious reasons. I wanted my <laughs> I wanted my phone to be alerted, or I wanted to be alerted if somebody tried to log into one of my accounts, right? So. But I don't have those phone numbers anymore. So I've been waiting to make sure that I don't clear all my cookies, that I don't clear out my my stuff. Well, my computer needs a little bit of a cleanup. So I started, guess what? Cleaned all my cookies out. Well, now I can't log into Twitch. 
<laughs> can't lock into this. Can't log into that. Two factor doesn't work. Nothing freaking works. So luckily I have got him. I got Twitch on over here at least, so I can see you guys. Um, but uh, if I miss you guys um, over there on Twitch, um, I apologize today. Uh, hopefully I get my two factor fixed by the middle of the week. Anyways, yeah. So lots of that fun going on out there. Yeah. <laughs> I have, where's my, I, I literally have like a, a f like two of these full of like passwords and, and it's, I've changed them all like 15 times and it takes the whole weekend to change them. And it, it yeah, it's not fun. But anyways, um, so there's a few things out there happening today that we need to talk about. First of all, um, I know you guys have seen this train wreck um, from Friday. Um, let me just grab the, the video from it. Um, there's a little bit of uh, information from out there today. Uh, let's see. Um, All right, so here's the some of the original information about the evacuation of the area. Um, I lost my spot here. Let's see. Here's today. East Palestine, Ohio officials continue to closely monitor the wreckage of the massive fiery train derailment on the Ohio Pennsylvania. Whoops, sorry about that. On the Ohio Pennsylvania, uh, excuse me, Ohio Pennsylvania border, East Palestine, Ohio. I can't read this because it's too freaking small. Uh, come on. Okay, maybe not. Um, officials monitoring the crash site urgently urgently warned hundreds of nearby residents that had who had declined to evacuate. To do so on Monday night. Of course I do that again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a potential for catastrophic. Why won't you? Okay, whatever. Fine. Um, officials warned. Of, sorry, I'm trying to make this bigger and it's not working. The potential of a catastrophic tanker failure. Uh, after drastic temperature change was observed in that rail car, it didn't uh, specify what was in the car or whether it was among those that had been carrying hazardous materials. <sighs> Once again, you know, most of us have confidence in our government to tell us if there's a potentially hazardous situation then don't just be like, uh, we, there might, there might be some hazardous material. There might, there, there could be some problems. Here's the original derailment pictures. Obviously something massive going on here. And I'm not going to speculate yet and say that this is purposeful. but, uh, the timing of it is very, very interesting. So, Thank you for the uh, locals over there keeping us informed if you're out there listening. What's up? Did the stream drop? Hey, Beachside, thank you. 
Yeah, it's a good. That's a whole lot of shiny objects, isn't it? <sighs> Fucking OBS drop. Is bad enough that when you inhale it. Uh, it, it mixes with the water in your lungs and you could have acid burns in your lungs. He says anyone with pre-existing lung or breathing problems is more at risk. If you have re uh, you know, asthma, emphysema, COPD, stay in. You know, keep your evacuation distances, stay in, don't go outside because this stuff will affect you a lot quicker. Caggiano suggests if the vinyl chloride does catch fire, to get farther away from the site of the train if you can and stay sheltered inside away from the chemicals. They could kill you because of the damage they could do to your respiratory system. Because most of the damage with this is going to be inhalatory. So, you know, this is, this is some bad stuff. Desiree Gosselin, WKBN 27 First News. Again, we want to remind you that officials have told us the vinyl chloride is not on fire. This story is just to warn you in case that situation does change. There were a total of 20 cars carrying hazardous material that derailed, including the four with the vinyl chloride. So far, officials have not told us what was in the other containers. So wait a minute. We have a train derailment with four train cars of highly toxic chloride vinyl chloride and then we have a total of 20 cars with highly toxic hazardous materials on them and the government isn't telling anybody what's in them um what's going on here dude Seriously, what's New going on New information has just been flooding into yeah, our ahead, newsroom. Just, all just go ahead. Just... So I don't know how much the news in general is covering this stuff because I don't, I haven't watched any of it. So give me an idea. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, give me an idea of um, what kind of coverage this is getting out there. Because... I haven't even seen very much today. Police frequency had had that one warning earlier today with that um, live update that I just played for you. Uh, other than that, uh, how governor warns resident of possible catastrophic tinker explosion at the train derailment site. Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio. Uh, it's at the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Uh, is the location of it. East Palestine, Ohio. Um, so this was as of, when did he put this out? February 5th, so last night, uh, Mike DeWine uh, putting out an urgent evacuation notice and saying teams are working to prevent. Is this an actual still live feed? Let's see. Uh, that looks like it is. Um, some type of live feed there. Um, doesn't look very live, put it that way. Uh, 
the, the press conference is in here. Uh, let's see. Toxic threat looms over Eastern Ohio Village after train derailment. Tonight, a toxic threat looming over this Eastern Ohio community just outside Pittsburgh. The volatile and dangerous scene forcing first responders and investigators to stay back as... Why do they have to be so freaking annoying with videos? But look at the look at the train derailment here, just to give you an idea. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like massive, massive, massive train derailment. Volatile and dangerous scene forcing first responders and investigators to stay back as they try to determine how this happened and why. We have attained two videos which show preliminary indications of mechanical issues on one of the rail car axles. Some 2,000 residents ordered to evacuate, and tonight, sheriff's deputies are still going door to door, urging residents to get out. I can't stress enough that if you are in the evacuation zone, you need to leave. NTSB and Investigators now say 20 train cars were carrying hazardous materials, 10 of which derailed, though they aren't sure which cars, if any, have been compromised. I saw this big, huge flame. A police car came up and said, evacuate, evacuate, evacuate. The massive fire still smoldering as fears grow around dangerous chemicals that were on board. The NTSB says five of the cars that derailed were carrying vinyl chloride, which is associated so the other report said four. Now they're saying five. What about their other 20 now? What's what? With an increased risk of certain cancers. Officials say air quality and the water supply, which are being monitored, remain safe. But the Ohio EPA says some material entered local waterways before containment measures were in place. We are not aware of any elevated readings that would we would anticipate to have impact to human health. Says freaking meathead from the EPA. That guy didn't work for Flint, did he? He's not a, he's, there's no link between that guy and Flint, Michigan, is there? Tonight, a state of emergency is still in effect, forcing businesses and schools to remain closed. We are still not conducting any on-scene operations. It's still too volatile of an area. Megan Fitzgerald, NBC. Alrighty then. So, uh, I thought you were saying that they're working, crews were working to prevent a massive explosion that would be toxic. And I mean, is there, there there's not any kind of like uranium on there, would it, right? That would be, you know, a dirty bomb style explosion. There's nothing like that on these cars, is there? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I'm, I'm, I'm asking a question. Um, here's another. Here's one of the original views here. One of the original drone views here. So anyways, I'm keeping a close eye on it. Obviously, if he, if there's any more that I see breaking today, we'll keep an eye on um, breaking news that's happening while we're live here today. But nonetheless, in my opinion, <clears throat> that should have been the, uh, the story of the weekend. Uh, and it obviously was not, but so be it. Uh, let's see.
Anything else right now? Nothing, nothing for nothing. Okay, this is as of um, 4.09. There, holy crap. Um, Norfolk Southern Railway released the chemicals by burning them to try to mitigate the risk of an explosion that could send deadly fumes and shrapnel from the site in an uncontrollable manner. It could take one to three hours. This started at uh, about 20 minutes ago. Look at the, look at up here. Look at all that toxic fucking fumes up there, dude. So that is the latest as of now. Um, Seattle terminates vaccination requirements. That's all from police frequency as of right now. All right, so they're staying on top of it. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, the other thing I wanted to see real quick is <clears throat> wind patterns here real quick. Um, let's see. We have right over here is where the area that we're dealing with here. Right here. Uh, so I wanted to see wind patterns here. They're on. Where's my wind patterns? Oh, you can barely see them. Uh, let's see. We have from this side here, we have a from southeast wind. Basically get it up that way. Um, and then over here we have swirling winds pretty much. Uh, very light winds, looks like. Um, pretty pretty calm day in that area today. Um, and if anything, prevailing some south winds for today. Uh, let me just double check that. Uh, let's see here. I just want to check wind patterns for the area real quick. Uh, to get an idea of what, what it's look, looking like. Um, northwest, then it's switching from the south-southwest, and then, so, from the northwest today at 7, switching from the south-southwest tomorrow at 15 gusts to 36. So, it's, they're going to start, it's going to start blowing basically, uh, up to the northeast. Um, all right, so that gives you an idea. Another storm coming, too, by the way, for the west coast. Have fun with that. All right, there's that today. <laughs> Spent a little more time on that than I wanted to. It's an important story. It's a very important story, and I'd like to know what other uh, toxic chemicals are on that train. You know what I'm saying? Can't find anything. Uh, at least I did I did a quick dig earlier, couldn't find anything. All right, this weekend, following one, uh, Dodger, um, Defender of the Republic, had my brother Greg Phillips on for a discussion about future visions and what we're trying to do um, using Open.Inc. and why it's important that people, um, first of all, understand what it's all about, and then secondarily, how we can basically exploit it, right? How we can use it. Uh, to help us in the information war. And there'll be many people out there that'll have extremely um, 
creative minds and ways of, of talking about that and using open.ink once you guys see what it's used for. You guys have had a little bit of an inside look on it, but uh, I'm really glad that uh, Dodger had, had uh, Greg on. Uh, it was a really good discussion. Uh, so let me just play about uh, two or three minutes of it and listen closely to what he's talking about with open.ink. Like, That's exactly the reason we're going to do this opening. Come on. So when opening started, I cooked, I cooked this thing up. Back in 2016, when a, somebody I know gave me a copy of the database that I, I did play this and but had it ready to buffer. It's just not cooperating right now. Your money on to make us look good. That's why it's all. I was like, you know, I should just get the freaking rumble one up. Because trying to run a stream and all at the same time, it works fine when you're prepping, but once you're in the middle of a stream, nothing ever works the way you want it to, you know? I know we can... Uh like we had a, um, they shop at Publix. They, you know, they um, doesn't appear that they have a regular job because it seems like they're working at night, you know, just you know part time or something. We can target down to that level, and I can put messages on their phones that appeal to that person, to that individual, and we can do that at scale. We can send out a million messages a second, roughly, and and wow. it, is is that unsolicited? Or is that is that with their permission? Well, it's a really good it's a really good question. So you can send two messages to people without their permission. You can send them a text, and you can send them a send them an email uh, mm -hmm. before you get in trouble. But the interesting part about this is well, we don't do this, but there are people that do that do it. Um, you could do this. You know, there's no way to track it, Tommy, because we're not going across the cell lines where they can, you know, where AT and T can measure it and say, hey. You know, those guys are those guys are acting up the same way the message got in. You can deliver that message back across that phone, back through the IMEI and back in through that app and to that individual inside of the phone. Never crossing the cell. Lines, can we do or never crossing the visible? Cell can we lines. do it with an image? VPN. Like yeah. can 100 percent. You can do it with video, Tommy. Oh, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to well, get real big then. Because, I'll, yeah, I'll tag everybody in the country in a couple of images before the season. Dodger. Stop. Scared. 
I just don't yeah, know what exactly. those images might be and how I'll use it to draw people to the, to the car. I gotta tell you, I mean, that that's- Do it to us. Yeah. And, and for y'all, you're the ones that have to know, right? You have to know what they're doing to you. And yeah. you have to know how to flip those tables, Dodger. I mean, and, and, and you know, we fail to flip them at our own peril. Yeah. Right. 1000%. And I refuse to stop trying. I mean, I see the weapons used and I've been in enough fights to know the only way to win is to fight exactly as your opponent, if not more savage. And so my eye has always been on using everything that they pride themselves on and what they make their money on to make us look. So it was a really good discussion, the whole thing. I, of course, lost my spot with Open.Inc., um, which is the part that I really wanted you to hear. Uh, I think it's right here. Hey, somebody I know gave me a copy of a database that allegedly it originated in the federal government of all. I'm, I'm more savage. And so my eye has always been on using everything that they pride themselves on and what they make their money on to make us look good. That's why it's always the Marvel, Disney stuff. It's the, the big middle finger. Well, they've got but years and a lot, billions ahead of us. They started they way do. before we did. But it's all, they're, they're also industries built on nepotism and they've disregarded millions of talented individuals who are far hungry and far more talented than the, the nephew's friend that, that got the gig. Well, and 2023, so- 23, it's, it's a whole new era now. It is. And so when we get these tools, it is up to us to utilize them for our own content to make them as effective as possible, but then also show the normies how to use these things and how it's being used on them. Because we have far more ears as somebody who's giving goofball content than somebody who's totally serious all the time. Like, That's exactly the reason we're going to do this open ink thing. So what open ink started, to, I, cook, I cooked this thing up back in 2016 when a, somebody I know gave me a copy of a database that allegedly it originated in the federal government of all the non-citizen, uh, all the non-citizens in the United States. Um, it was commonly thought back then there was like nine, 10 million of them. This database alone had 32 million in it. Yeah. And, and and my, so my idea was, look, I'm just going to make this stuff public. Well, of course, a lot of things happened. Trump came out and talked about it, and the whole thing kind of went to hell. But that's how the open ink idea started. And then when we got a little bit of dust up with the FBI, again, it was, well, we're just going to make all this stuff public we've got. And so that's where this whole thing came from. As we started kind of putting it all together and people started pushing back on it, the, the idea, you know, listening to Dodger and, you know, our other friends out there, because you know this data's out there, right? You know this information's out there, but Google's going to hide it and, and Bing's going to hide it. You know, they're all going to do everything they can do to scrub all this nonsense from the Internet. So the idea then became, okay, how can we gather these giant chunks of data and make them accessible to everybody? I don't care what side you're on, right? Yeah. Make them, this is a transparency issue. Make these things accessible to everybody. And then we had the idea, okay, let's make it accessible, but, but not just where you can go and do a, 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 even an advanced search and find 100 documents. What are you going to do with that? 
our idea ultimately is it's going to launch here. Uh, we did the beta a month or so ago, but as it's going to launch, it's going to be with natural language processing. So you can go and ask it, you know, tell me about, you know, how did, you know, what are the various theories about how JFK was killed? Yeah. We and, so that gives you an idea of where this is. They've been working for this to go. And I, you know, obviously I'm not going to, say anything about all of this and the goals of all this until they're ready to announce it. So, um, but that is where this is going to go. And it's very interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing with it. And, you know, I, it, it depends on the researcher and how they research things and how they want to, you know, create. Right. So, um, for some, it's, it's going to be more useful than others. Other people will use it in different ways than other people will use it, yeah. right? So um, it's going to be so versatile. It's going to be a game changer. I mean, especially for those of you that are doing any kind of research out there right now, Joe and I were talking about that this weekend. You know, if you've anybody has done any kind of searches on pick whatever search engine you want to pick, uh, the level of uh, censorship happening out there right now is mind-boggling there's so much of the information that you used to be able to find has been scrubbed or is hidden with uh so many garbage articles and then the search results stop you got to key in your search search results even tighter and then you get less results so yeah it's um it's it's a joke out there right now for anyone trying, trying to do internet research right now uh so just keep that in mind too in this world that uh it's very limited what 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 they allow us to see is very limited. It's it's hard to explain that, but it's it's true. So do me a favor when you get time. That whole discussion that they had was a great discussion. So don't don't forget about open.inc and then don't forget also uh, the part that I kind of skipped past was the the coming upgrades for uh, pill.net, which is going to be freaking awesome. I can't wait for that. Um, every single upgrade that they've done so far has just been unbelievable. And um, the ones that I hear that are coming are, are going to be game changers big time. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So thanks, guys, for being here today. Also, do me a favor. The, you know, hitching the giddy of the new OBS is out. I'm going to have to upgrade everything now this weekend and uh, or tonight, which I just hate doing. Um, but I'm going to have to do that. And I may do a test stream tonight just to make sure everything works the way it's supposed to after I do all my upgrades because I got a bunch of them I got to do. So um, that's probably why I've been having a couple problems because I've been I've been holding back on the OBS update, but I guess it's time uh, now that the new one's up. So I hear many others are not having problems with it. So I'm, it's that time for me to, to finally do the upgrade. All right. Ah, I thank you guys for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Rumble Cloud, how you guys doing? Lurking, listening, and hanging out. Appreciate you. Beachside, thanks again for the Rumble Rant. I appreciate you. Much love. Thank you all for being here today. I missed a bunch of gold pills because I had to shut. I, it, I just, like I said, you can't do everything too many, too many things at once. It just doesn't want to cooperate. Uh, JC Bird, good afternoon. Thanks for being out there. Thanks for the shades. I appreciate that. Bitch Toria, thank you for the shades. And Popcorn Q. You are appreciated. I appreciate. I appreciate all you. You guys just I like we were, like Matt was talking about. You know what makes this platform amazing? All you guys. So, give yourself a pat on the back for being the most awesome audience in the history of audiences. All right, some I got a bunch of just interesting stuff. I'm sure part of some of you kind of saw this. Um, stunning video shows a Coast Guard rescue. A man wanted in a bizarre Goonies fish incident. This, 
of of interesting odd stories that you see out there, this one is really interesting. This private drive, you'd find the home where the movie The Goonies was famously filmed. And right now, over the last 72 hours or so, was also the place where a pretty wild ride began when a man who turned out to be an internationally wanted criminal placed a dead fish on the porch. That's a Gross. weird choice of like, why would you dump a dead fish on a house? This is 35-year-old Jericho Wolf Labonte. Police say he's the person you see here on surveillance video leaving a dead fish on the front steps of the famous Goonies house in Astoria. Before too long, his image would be captured on a different kind of video. And we got the mayday call in the classroom and played rock, paper, scissors for which swimmer got to go. Astoria police say Labonte eventually stole a boat and made his way out onto open water, but the conditions far choppier than this. When that call came in, 22-year-old third-class petty officer John Branch Walton, who was undergoing rest, the waves tried to get into the water before Labonte saw a wave upwards to 35 feet approaching fast. He kind of pointed, and I looked to my left, and that's when I saw the big wave, and I didn't think it was going to do what it did to the boat. I realized at that point he was kind of just going to take a ride on that on the boat. The boat did a complete barrel roll, dumping Labonte into the ocean, while Branch ducked into the water, hoping to swim beneath the towering wave. Um, which didn't work too well. In his words, it felt like he was in a washing machine. When he came back up, he spotted Labonte, who he strapped up to the rescue helicopter and was flown to the hospital. Branch showed his mom the video, who he says was not happy with what she saw. But for him, it was definitely an amazing experience and something I'd like to try to do again in the future. Meanwhile, Levante was released from the hospital before authorities found out he was wanted. What? <laughs> huh? Oh, I mean, right? The whole, that whole freaking story is like, what the hell? <laughs> They released him from the hospital before they realized he was a criminal. Nice. Jericho Labonte, 35 years old of Victoria, British Columbia, apparently had a, has a bone to pick with the Goonies characters. I, I don't, I don't know, dude. I, <laughs> of, of, of the stories that I find that are like, all right, if somebody really wants to do a little dig on a story, there, there's your, uh, if there's smoke, there's fire. There's a couple of them in the story here today. This one coming off, remember that that Christmas uh, VA um, veterans home shooting? Uh, right around Christmas time uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, we talked about it here on the channel. Uh, I want to show you guys a follow-up on that. There's a, there's a community briefing that, that they discussed on this that I want to show you guys because it's, I don't know. I just, I watched it a couple of times. I found it to be interesting. Um, so you, if you remember, there was not much that was told about all this. So this is the, um, the community briefing about what happened and all that stuff, but I'm just going to fast forward here. Language um, in this community, 22 at approximately it's fired. Good. 3330 West Wales. Yes, ma'am. Hurry up. Okay. Did he actually fire shots, sir? Yes. Yes. Okay, I mean, sir, I'm not there. I'm asking you questions to get the help. How, where is the About person with the gun? About three minutes ago. So he just fired shots? Yes, ma'am. Milwaukee police officers, including members of... No, sir, come on. 
Okay, so here's the here's what I want you to see. This is when they first uh, approach the suspect. You can kind of see over here. This is what the what the other officer sees. Keep, this is the guy you want to keep an eye on. First of all, uh, you can tell he he's not just your average shooter uh, over there for the Milwaukee Police Department. Um, but watch this. All right, right there, you can see he's got a gun in his hand. The the guy, the, the suspect is behind this guy. This is an innocent guy in front. And you can see, they, they see it right away. The guy's got a gun. The gun is right here. All right, now there's another guy that's over here, hidden over here behind the, you know, he'll, he'll peek his way out, but keep an eye on. Gun. He's got a gun. Oh, he's got a gun. So there you go. Right here, he's already kind of pointing the gun at the officers. Right here, you can see that. Or I'm hoping you can see that. Oh, it's a hostage. All right, so they... Instantly pop into action. Here you can see the other guy right here, right? So the suspect is behind. This is a gun right here. And so uh, the blue um, corduroy, I guess, or whatever, flannel. Sir. It's a hostage. Sir, operation. drop the gun. Nope. Sir. Got a gun. Nope. Sir, drop Sir. the gun. Oops, sorry. Perfect slide over right here by this guy. Did you see that? Perfect slide over, and he immediately is ready. That's perfect execution by the by the police department right there. Ah, yeah, yeah. I keep hitting the thing. You can see him instantly dial in and instantly take aim. You got the innocent guy here, the innocent guy here, and then again, the blue with the, with the gun kind of pointing at them. So that was, that was what he saw when he took the shot right there. That's how much room he had. That's, a, that's an amazing shot right there and perfectly executed. Shots fired, suspect down. Shots fired, suspect down. Hey, get him out of here. Hey, sir, come, come, get out of here. Don't reach. Don't reach. So, anyways, um, you know, very, um, you know, there, there's probably more again to that that meets the eye to all these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows what else is really going on here as far as what's been released to the public or whatever. But, um. <laughs> There's an example of uh, why you don't uh, defund the police. Anyways, what time we got? 10 minutes to the top of the hour. Thanks for being here today, guys. All right, let me keep it moving. 
Your government wants to keep you from seeing the voter rolls. Jay Valentine in today's American Thinker. Let's check it out. He's absolutely right, by the way. The narrative about free, safe, secure elections changed 180 degrees since November 2022. Almost nobody is crazy enough to say America has free, fair elections. After Carrie Lake, Adam Lexalt, the most wimpish George Bush rhino hesitates to say elections are fair since our team processed billions of election roll snapshots since the 2020. We, we run... <clears throat> the largest election database in the world. We concluded that the United States elections are rigged by both parties and they are rigged with the active help of election officials or their acquaintance. Acquiescence. Sovereign fraud, institutional election fraud by your government, first discussed in American Thinker, is real. We have data to prove it. Fractal technology and vigilant election integrity teams in 2022 pulled back the curtain on much of this rigging, reported at www.omega4america.com. Why was the election why was the election fraud which existed years before Trump became a candidate so invisible? Election officials of both parties do not want pesky citizens looking at their voter rolls. We know this because we have been in the room with them, virtually demonstrating the most egregious voter roll anomalies, and they just refused to see them. Let's get into just how virulent, common, widespread is the hiding of election registration information from you, the citizen. How much does a voter roll cost? Yeah, dollars. How much does a voter roll cost in dollars? In some states, it's free. Download it or pay a modest fee and get a CD of the entire election roll every 30 days. In Alabama, $30,000. You pay Alabama $30,000 for a copy of your election roll. In Wisconsin, $12,500. Why so much? Is it a profit center? Well, in Alabama, they have scores of voters older than Julius Caesar, some registered in the last couple of years using a birth date around the same time St. Paul was prosthesizing. They think, think maybe there is a data roll cleaning problem there. Wisconsin has voter IDs with hidden characters. You can find over 180,000 Wisconsin voters with the same voter ID. Oops. They aren't the same IDs. They are actually different. But you cannot tell with your software because the Wisconsin Elections Commission uses a hidden character inserted that is invisible to you. We made them admit it. Check out our website, omega4america.com, and read the expert witness reports. You can read all about it. In some states, you cannot get the voter rolls unless you are a candidate or a political party. If you let anyone else see it, you can be prosecuted. Virginia and California. There is North Carolina. They insert control characters into election rolls, so citizens have a hard time combining necessary roles for analysis. Creating databases with incorrectly inserted control characters shows one of the two motivations, massive incompetence or sinister intent. You decide. Our analysis of the various states, about 20 or so, uh, we have seen in that level of database competency less than eighth grade is less than eighth grade in most. Excuse me. Let me state that clearly. <laughs> in almost every state where we process the voter election rolls, the level of database competence from a secretary of state 
spending millions of dollars a year is less than high school level. If the amount of undeniably false information in every state election database we have seen existed in a public company, the CEO under Sarbanes-Oxley rules would probably go to jail. How do you check a database, download it? How do you compare it to do, to do what, wait, to what do you compare it with? Here's an idea. Let's compare the county voter registration files with the state voter files. They ought to reconcile with a little float for, float for registrations in transit, right? Nope. In state after state, there is a 5 to 10% difference between those two sets of ostensibly identical data. That is the data between the state and the county voter registration files. Let's check the state voter rolls with the county tax rolls, right? After all, an address is an address. The reconciliation between the voter roll and the tax roll should shows hundreds into thousands of addresses that cannot, by law, house a voter. Yet those addresses house thousands, regularly over 200,000 anomalies in a single state. In 2022, we learned that the election rolls have internal motion. Waves of registrants who swell the roll up to election time and then gently slide back into the sea. And this is what we need to address. The active voter rolls of them sliding people in and sliding them back out and then you can't see it, can't find it, no evidence. That's the, that's the key of election rigging right there. Election rolls have internal motion, waves of registrants who swell the roll up to election time and then gently slide back into the sea. In Nevada and Arizona, we ran the rolls for several months. Our graphical analysis shows the, the graph of people living in RV parks, hotels, other transient locations, slowly rise to peak at election time and then disappear 30 to 60 days later. Since we snapshot data comparing every voter roll with every previous voter roll, the snapshot shows mass migration to the election date and then mass demigration afterward. This was never visible before fractal technology, but now it is from a phone. Pretty soon we are going to visualize this and then put up on a website for all to see. Let's not pick on Nevada. We see it in most states. Harris County, Texas rivals Nevada. If voter rolls aren't opaque enough with hidden characters, Wisconsin, inserted control characters, North Carolina, prohibitive cost, Alabama, Wisconsin, or stupid laws that you can't be prosecuted, that you can be prosecuted for looking at voter rolls if you're not an approved species in Virginia and California, we have a new trend. Make it a crime to look at voter rolls. Make it a crime to go door to door for election canvassing. Criminalize the audit of the criminalization of election rolls. That's double criminalization. What does that mean? You think we're kidding? Welcome to New Mexico. Among the army of unsung heroes giving up jobs, risking safety to fight election fraud, which, dear reader, means they are fighting for your cherished freedom is David Clements in New Mexico. David is an attorney, professor of law, all-around patriot. You can catch him on some obscure podcast from his parked car on the roadside on the way to election integrity event in the middle of nowhere. Professor Clements, in a recent interview, reported how New Mexico is legislating to criminalize election integrity efforts. They want to make it a felony to clean voter rolls. 
go door to door to see why the empty construction site has 27 registered voters in New Mexico. They want to put you in jail for it. Guess which party is doing this? Not much of a guess, is it? While we are just data guys and cannot hold back our admiration for guys like Clements, Seth Kesho, and an anonymous army of voter integrity teams fighting against partisan government-funded, supported, and enforced phantom voter fraud, we are stunned by the lack of support by the Republican wealthy class for these guys. If they were leftists trying to scam voter rolls, there would be an entire infrastructure in place to support them. They might get book deals. Alas, since they are patriots, the wealthy class stands aside. While we aren't, the fractal team is giving patriots of any party the disruptive tools to clean voter rolls. When you have better technology than the government, it does even things up a bit. Jay Valentine from Omega for America. Today's number one article for sure. Great stuff. And I've seen all of the work uh, that Professor Clements has been doing and getting very little attention for it. Um, but I have definitely seen all of that. For all of you that haven't noticed out there, he is working his ass off every single day in New Mexico, and he's not getting much credit for it. So shout out to Professor Clements down there in New Mexico because he is doing what he can do on the ground, not just in podcasts. So shout out to him for doing that. All right, uh, let me see here. Where's my, let me fix my tiger. Um, if you could drop that into Twitch for me, uh, Chris, please. Great article there for sure. And that's part of the main part of the battle, is it not? No doubt. He is indeed Golden Lady. Oh, gotcha, Golden Lady. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, how's there, how are things going on? Uh, I'm putting an end to that problem. <laughs> uh, hello, Don S. Can't make this shit up. No, you can't. No, you can't. But um, that's a great summary of, you know, where we need to be focused on and where I'm going to start trying to focus on, too, here locally. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um Twitch crowd. Hey, sorry, I can't. Hey, Jane, great to see you over there. Um, let me say hello to Twitch. I Sorry, sorry, guys. Jane, good to see you. Bill Cooper's in the house. Great to see you. Z Patriot's in there. Good to see you as well. I hope you guys had a great weekend over there, Twitch crowd. Uh, I, um, if you missed the story, I, I, uh, it's a long story. I can't log into my Twitch over here, so I have you over here, and it's like this. It's like I have. Hi. Hey, Z Patriot. Thanks for the coffee. So yeah, apologize, Twitch crowd. I got. I'll get my Twitch stuff figured out. I. I need to get a phone, and I don't have one right now, and so <laughs> I don't can't. I don't have my two-factor authentication. That's the fun that you get. All right, let me keep it moving. I got. I got a lot of stuff here from the top of the hour here that you guys need to see. Uh, let me do me a favor, please. Can I have thirty seconds of your time, please? Please, please, uh, 30 seconds of your time to pay some bills, and then we'll, we'll be right back at the top of the hour, and we'll be to some other good stuff. Oh, that gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'll hang in there, Golden Lady. You know how this works. Uh, something will, will open up for you. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. With everything going on right now, your rest is so important. That's why we're having the biggest my pillow sale ever. Not only are my bed pillows as low as $19.98, but you can get the best body pillows ever. Regular $89.98, now only $29.98. Take your rest on the go with our Roll and Go Anywhere My Pillows for only $14.98. And we have our new couch and accent pillows. They got a lot of great stuff over there on MyPillow.com. Check out MyPillow.com backslash Abe. Um, basically, you guys have been paying my internet bill every month. And so thank you all very much for all the help for you guys getting yourself some cool stuff, helping Mike Lindell and his election integrity efforts, and then also helping to uh, keep the keep the lights on here, guys. So I appreciate you all very much. Thank you all for being here. Classical Chick, Judy, great to see you. Thank you for the for the cookie. Uh, and popcorn crew, all of you guys out there, thank you all for the gold pill love today. I appreciate you all very much. Much love and God bless you all. Is it a party in here, man? <laughs> uh, there's some good parties this weekend, some good discussions this weekend, as always. Um, Foxhole's lit, man, for sure. All right, let me keep it moving here. Lots of good stuff to talk about today, so let me just let me just roll through it all. Paul Sperry had some interesting stuff out there today. Um, a couple of things that I want to show you. Uh, the Biden crime family is not partisan hyperbole. For the first time in U.S. history, the president, the president's son, the president's brother, and the president's sister-in-law are all simultaneously under federal criminal investigations. He's got a point. <laughs> There's, you know, that that is fact, a factual statement that you cannot deny, Right. So there's no change in what I said there. I just argue, uh, who's doing these investigations? Anybody that you trust? Also, um, Paul was talking about Durham today, trying to get Durham back in the discussion. And I'm, you know, more, more to it. Um, I went and reread the uh, Durham and, um, appointment. Um, and the information that was in the uh, appointment for Durham. And uh, shout out to Kyle Just Human. The Durham special counsel doesn't leak. Agreed. Because Paul Sperry said this today. I'm told there will be surprises in Durham's final report related to the FBI's investigations of Clinton's emails and Clinton Foundation. Though Durham inquiry focused on FBI's probe of Trump, former AG Barr authorized him to look into FBI probes of both 2016 candidates. So Paul Sperry is kind of... Um, what he's playing what we already know. All right. And so just human, of course, jumped on top of it, said there's the people who most want Durham to be done and penning a report are his targets and their stenographers in the media. So he says, just human says, I discount all rumors as to Durham writing a report and what will be in it as just that rumors, no offense to Sperry. And I completely agree with that. Any kind of leaks from Durham? Uh, no, but Paul with a little sleight of hand. We already knew Durham isn't limited to one candidate. The same people who covered up Hillary's emails were involved in the insurance policy that Durham is investigating. And there is the, uh, from the appointment right there, or law enforcement activities directed at the 2016 presidential campaigns and individuals associated with those campaigns, meaning both. And then going into special counsel Robert Mueller's, Mueller's appointment too, which also ties into the Hillary Clinton cover-up. So, yes, all of that will be covered up and redacted deeply. 
prepare for redactions. Because even in the report, there's going to be redactions. Now, hopefully, we'll get some more indictments with the report. That would certainly be freaking nice. You know what I'm saying? For sure. All right. Uh, I lost my spot here. Okay, so there's a couple of things on that. Then this, Canicola. Joe Biden was the architect of the, of the 1994 crime bill that sent millions of Americans to prison for doing what his son is doing right here. Why are the Bidens being prosecuted for, for the, aren't the Bidens being prosecuted for the 459 fully documented crimes found on Hunter's laptop? Boy, isn't that a good question? Smartest man I know. Oh, God. So anyways, there's the video. Proud of your son there, Mr. President? Bet you aren't. Uh, I'm not proud of my beloved Marine Corps leaders at all. Either they're completely morons or that's a different shiny object. I'm not, I haven't quite figured it all out yet. Something's, I don't, United Spot has it down pretty good though. Did you call China? I didn't know. Order in your court, General Milley. Do you swear to tell a lie, the whole lie, and nothing but a lie to help you Biden? I swear. Did you call China? I did no such thing. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Shut up! Another word out of you, and I'll hold you in contempt. <laughs> this traitor should be tried for treason. For what? For treason! I didn't do anything wrong. So the video of you calling China isn't you? What video? A video of you calling China. <laughs> Would you like to see it? Sure. Play the imaginary video of me calling China. You got nothing. All right. Somebody press play. Drop your stars, traitor! Yeah! Don't listen to him, General! You're a patriot! Yeah, don't listen to him, Colonel Sanders! Your chicken is delicious! Enough! Now, will somebody please play the video? <laughs> Hello! What's up? What's up? So, what's up, homie? Nothing much. So, you guys coming over or what? No, it's all good here. Remember to let me know before you come, okay? Oh, yeah. I'll let you know before we come. Thanks, homie. And remember, this is our little secret, okay? Don't tell anybody. Your secret is safe with me. Well, that wasn't me. It wasn't you. No way. I've never called China before. I've never even been to China. <laughs> so that wasn't you. That didn't even look like him. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, I just so happened to have another video. Would you like to see it? <laughs> sure. Let's see another fake video. All right. Somebody press the play button. Hey, this is my courtroom. I'll be the one to say press play. Somebody press play. <laughs> the Americans are coming. The Americans are coming. <laughs> Let me guess. That wasn't you either? Nope. That wasn't me. You're a hero, General. A real patriot. Guys, it's almost half hour. Um... Has the jury reached its decision? <laughs> uh, Your Honor, we the jury find this hero guilty of being an American. Oh man, look at look! At, uh, why you gotta put old Bozo in freaking a Marine Corps fucking uniform, bro? That's disrespectful. He at least a Navy uniform. <laughs> Anyways, look at yeah, fucking Soros in there too. Of course, there you go.
the Patriot. General Milley is innocent! Good! Take Trump into custody! Oh, the United Spot with some freaking fire right there. Oh, man. You gotta love them, dude. Between them and everybody else, dude, you guys are just uh, something special. Do me a favor. Spread that out there far and wide. <laughs> You'll, I guarantee you, you will definitely trigger somebody with that one. <laughs> Oh, that is some good shit from United Spot right there. Holy shit here. <laughs> What's up, JD Rich? How are you, man? Oh, God bless you. Rumble froze again. I don't freaking know, man. Can you dump that into Twitch for me, please, again, Chris? Thank you very much. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Um, oh yeah, the Tracy Beans, um, terminating descent, FBI merges insider threat trading with whistleblower training. So we kind of talked about this story and I'm really glad that, um, Tracy Beans did a story on that. Um, it is pretty extensive. I, I really do want to cover this. Um, but let me go before I do that, before I do that, I want to show you something else. Good to go now. All right, cool. What's up old rusty. Um, before I go, I want to read you that, that whole, cause it's worth your time to listen to, uh, to the, all the work that Tracy put into that article and it's important. So I'm going to cover that here in just a minute. And then, uh, lots of other stuff to get to today still as well. So you can see, you can see I'm, I'm, I'm kind of starting to have a rush here. Cause I got a lot of cover. I'm, I'm right here <laughs> and I got all this to cover. So I'm going to have to just keep it moving today. Thanks for being here today, guys. Much love. And, but you know, I thought this was interesting because this has not gotten much play. Why does nobody ask about what women think about trainees in their fucking dressing rooms? No one has asked us how we felt. We're, we exist to validate a male's identity. Um, but the Ivy League, Leah Thomas's teammates actually, when they were concerned about the locker room situation and they sent an email to um, It, it's just going to be one of those production days where nothing. Ivy League and the NCAA. Their response was, here's some counseling resources you should seek if you, if you feel comfortable seeing male genitalia in your locker room. And then they were referred to the LGBTQ Education Center to educate themselves on the oppression that these athletes are dealing with. So no one within the NCAA is willing to acknowledge us our feelings, our safety, our privacy. Um, I've really tried. I feel like it's really only happened like the past couple weeks where I like get emotional talking about like the locker room scene because it is just so wild that you can turn around and see a 6'4 biological man pull his pants down watching you undress and no one is willing to stick up for you.
right? No one seems to want to ask college women what they think. She's got a point, doesn't she? Well, I'm going to help elevate her voice today. All right, uh, this. All right, let's get through this. This is very important, and Tracy Beans put a lot of work into this, and so I want to highlight it as uh, also the number one article of the day. Terminating dissent, FBI merges insider threat training with whistleblower training. Now, you guys remember, uh, we uh, we found that um, that release from the from the FBI talking about insider threat matrices and basically labeling us as one of them with the Punisher skull. Several variations of skulls used by three percenters in Molan Lobby, etc. Yeah. Warrior culture. Boogaloo. 2A. Molan Lob. Black flag. All these. The Betsy Ross flag. The Gadsden flag. Remember that whole thing when this thing came out? Bunch of people did. Uh, I think that's actually uh, right after this is when uh, Aaron Lewis may have done one of his songs. So this is a this is a summary of important information with regards to these this whole thing that you guys need to hear. So we're gonna spend some time on here today. <sighs> here we go. Documents provided to uncover DC from a whistleblower at the FBI reveal that the Bureau has combined the Insider Threat Annual Training Module with the Whistleblower Training Module. This, as the Bureau takes further actions against legally recognized whistleblowers who have provided protected disclosures to Congress. Bureau sources tell Uncover DC that this is the first time the FBI training has combined the two modules. It is perceived as a subtle but unmistakable sign from the FBI that protected whistleblower disclosures are considered in tandem with insider threat actions. Undis unauthorized disclosure is now listed on the wheel of potential insider threats, something new to the training. This is how you dial in your Stasi, right, Obozo? Perfect. So you can see here, you know, how that works. The group of whistleblowers, nicknamed the Suspendables by its members, contacted Congressman Jim Jordan last year. They have provided a myriad of information to Congress and the Bureau's actions and policies, many of which antithetical to its mission statement. It is thought that the disclosures have led to the formation of the new committee, the Select uh, Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, after Republicans took the majority in the House of Representatives in November. Very important to consider in the bigger picture of all of this. Among the disclosures already made public are the several instances in which the Bureau has deviated from standard procedure to target Americans with counterintelligence investigations. As disclosed, also disclosed was the fact that the FBI had its agents change the characterizations of J6 cases to make it appear as though there are thousands of cases of domestic white extremist violence spread across the country, when in actuality, nearly all those investigations originated from the incident at the Capitol on January 6th. 
The whistleblowers also provided an unclassified memo circulated from within the Bureau that identifies common patriotic symbols and sayings with militia violent extremism. That memo lists Ashley Babbitt as a potential martyr and a group called American Contingency founded by father and special forces veteran Mike Glover as a militia network. The group has been unjustly targeted and cleared by the FBI before the publication of the guidance. So there you go. There's the summary of that. We talked about this before. The disclosures also reveal that the FBI directed agents to use tailored threat tag to attach the cases to cases involving investigations of concerned parents at school board meetings. This information came as Merrick Garland testified in the Senate to, to the contrary after the National School Board Association faced harsh criticism for a letter sent to the Biden administration requesting federal help to target concerned parents. It was later uncovered that the White House communicated with the NSBA as they drafted the letter. Great work here by Tracy in this whole thing. You know, we've talked about each one of these pieces separately, but she just puts it all together perfectly. Further inflaming the issue, A.G. Garland admitted under oath that in a Senate hearing that he didn't corroborate or investigate incidents contained in the letter to validate whether they were true. (sighs) One of the incidents mentioned in the NSBA communication referenced an angry father in Virginia. His daughter had been sexually assaulted in the bathroom by a student purporting to be transgender. It was later reported that the school board had lied about that incident when speaking to girls' parents and that the student who assaulted their daughter had done it again at another school once he was transferred. Two in the group of whistleblowers, Kyle Serafin and Steve Friend, have gone public. They have been vocal about the retaliation they faced at the hands of the Bureau, having been indefinitely suspended without pay and losing their security clearances. Neither had any instances of wrongdoing at the F- while at the FBI, and Serafin had received accolades several months before he was placed on suspension. Recently, the FBI denied a request from Friend to obtain paid employment outside of the government. Both have been held in limbo without income since last year, as they await responses from the OPR on unrelated and unfounded accusations. Trust Ray, huh? In August of 2022, as word spread that there was dissent within the rank and file at the FBI, Attorney General Garland released a letter dictating to employees who are all potential whistleblowers that they were only to speak to the Office of Legislative Affairs to ensure their messages get to Congress. This is in direct contravention of the whistleblower statute and prompted several letters from concerned senators and congressional representatives. Further exacerbating the issue, the FBI's human resources, training, and security clearance responsibilities are lumped into one department headed by one individual. Jennifer Moore is the executive director of human resource branch at the FBI. She is on the list of witnesses. Jim Jordan is requiring, requesting testimony from during this session of Congress as there are concerns she has been politically targeting individuals at the Bureau who speak out about malfeasance. Whistleblowers have also provided Uncovered D.C. with many of their her departmental, her departmental emails where she discusses her support of the COVID-19 vaccine 
and shares personal details of her life with her employees. Moore came from a private sector in 1995 where she was a manager with an international marketing firm and has a degree in business management. The emails sometimes written with juvenile emojis and canned jokes are a further indication of the politicization of the FBI and its support of what would be considered left-wing causes. Curiously, in one email, Moore appears to release classified information to her staff. The email system she used to compose and send the message is unclassified. This was a bear sighting. Yep, it has been a long time since we were able to report on a boogie bear. <laughs> you know all the details and even the definition of a boogie bear is classified, but shout out to Oscar team who responded quickly. Awesome job on short notice. She also appears to imply that she is enthusiastic about the arrest of two subjects, both apprehended in the relation to the assaults on federal officers on January 6th. She includes U.S. Capitol Police Officer Sicknick in her description of the arrest, even though Officer Sicknick passed away on January 7th from unrelated natural causes. You can read those emails here. Um, yeah, you can read those emails here. Since March 2021, the Judiciary Committee has sent 77 letters to the FBI, DOJ, and various U.S. attorney's offices across the country seeking information from their oversight. Nearly all of them have gone unanswered. Just this week, Congressman Jim Jordan subpoenaed FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland to answer a myriad of questions regarding the weaponization of the Justice Department against American citizens. On a newly formed Twitter account, the, com the committee has also announced its first hearing to be held on Thursday, February 9th at noon. And if it's, uh, yeah, we'll probably try to stream that here Thursday, February 9th at noon. So keep an eye out for that. I'll probably go live. There'll be probably everybody going live, but yeah, I'm going live too. Um, ready? Roger that. 12 p.m., so 11 Central, Thursday, February 9th. Um, hearing on the weaponization of the federal government, I will definitely stream that. Tracy Beans putting it together in the bigger picture-wise of several, you know, right? Makes more sense when you put it together like that, right? So, <clears throat> problem, of course, still being, you know, these guys uh, have no life right now because of all of this. You know, and all they did was, once again, just like everybody else, stand up for what's right, and the FBI is silencing them. I guess what else is new in this world, right? Okay, uh, let's see. Tour 3 lurkers, rumble lurkers, much love. Hey, Alita, how are you? Great to see you. Uh, no, Garland is a leftist puppet for Obama. Uh, just just do a dig on on Garland and all of his ties. He's he's a he is nothing more than Obama lackey. D bars in the house. Good to see you, Sean. Joe, thank you for the cookie, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here today, guys. Lots of great content creators out there uh, out there streaming today. And you guys are here with me. I appreciate y'all. All right, let me keep it moving. Lots to get through in the last half hour today. Still got uh, lots, lots, lots. 
Ivermectin, the wonder drug. We allowed to talk about this yet? Can we declassify this yet? Decensor this yet? Has everybody heard about Ivermectin and all of the amazing things about it? Do me a favor. If you're out there in chat, if you know all of the amazing things about Ivermectin, put a one in chat. If you know that some things, but you're not real sure, um, you know, okay, cool. But give me a two if you've never heard about it. Give me a two if you've never heard about it. Ivermectin was discovered in Japan during the late 70s as a derivative of Avermectin, produced from a single organism isolated at the Kitasato, Kitasato Institute in Tokyo. Since then, Ivermectin played an immeasurable role in improving the lives of billions with its humble beginnings as an anti-parasitic drug. Ivermectin was approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and deployed worldwide since 1987 has made major inroads against two devastating tropical diseases, onchocerosis, that thing, and lymphatic filariasis, those two. Um, in addition to some topical forms of uh, ivermectin are approved to treat external parasites like head lice and skin conditions such as rosacea. Most of you are probably pretty well aware of it, right? Kind of got an idea. Yeah, that's where I was kind of at too. I know of all of the things, but as far as like deeper dive into it or actually looking into taking it, I actually have done that too. And I'm actually going to start getting on some here soon. Antiviral spectrum activity of, for ivermectin, ivermectin, excuse me. Let's start at the very top. SARS-CoV-2 is a, is part of the, um, antiviral spectrum activity for for ivermectin, which is interesting that it was censored, was it not? Has all of the Twitter files released the truth about ivermectin being censored yet? Has anybody done that dig into the Twitter files yet? Some of the other things that um, ivermectin is, that helps is dang virus, HIV type 1, <clears throat> porcine reproductive and uh, respiratory syndrome virus, porcine sickle virus 2, BK polymerovirus, you see them all, right? Yellow fever, West Nile, henopanavirus, panoroxoid, Zika virus, Newcastle, Hendra, Venezuelan equine, encephalitis. Uh, of course, they got the chikungunya virus, don't forget that one. And, of course, the avian influenza A virus and the semiliki forest virus. Anyways, you get the idea. In to include cancer, by the way. In addition to its anti-parasitic effects, a 2022 study published by the European Journal of Medicinal Chemistry Reports found that ivermectin has a strong potency at low concentrations against many DNA and RNA viruses, including HV1, yellow fever, malaria, West Nile virus, Zika, dengue fever, etc. According to the study, ivermectin has an amazing inhibitory effect across multiple species and can interrupt motility and reproduction in both anthropods, such as insects, and nematodes, such as roundworms. This explains why ivermectin is prescribed for parasite infections and also sheds light on its potential as a prophylactic against vector-borne diseases. 
in insects and other anthropods specifically, it can interrupt the transmission of disease. Very interesting, is it not? So, for instance, in the, sp the spread of um, mosquito-type viruses is, is one of the reasons why this was created or is, is, is used. It has incredible potential against SARS-CoV-2 as well as a lot of things. It binds straight to ACE2 receptors. It does amazing things. There's so much more about ivermectin that I think has even been told to us. And I wanted to just make sure that this audience or anybody who may be listening now fully understands, for instance, the censorship of anything COVID on Facebook, Twitter, all of them, right? That story has been told. But then think about this too. I was censored off of YouTube for talking about ivermectin. I was censored off of Facebook for talking about ivermectin. So not only do you have, you combine the truth about COVID not being deadly, you combine that with the truth in that article that is presented perfectly by Epoch Times, the censorship of that too. Indeed, oh, indeed, Dr. Zelenko has been talking about this for a long time. Um, yeah. Nothing new to this audience for the most part. I get it. Okay. Um, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? That, I would like to know that the answer to that question too. And uh, Speaker McCarthy has spoken too. Checkpoint by a supporter of the Nation of Islam. Three months after January 6th, while they're still cordoning off the Capitol because threats these, by these sick insurrectionists continue to be profligated on the Internet. Again, all America saw what happened. What Officer Evans was killed defending the checkpoint it had to go through to get up to the Capitol because of these god-awful sick threats. Evil thrives in secrecy. That used to be obvious to all Americans. We have a right to know, and moreover, transparency is the only solution. Correct. And transparency will be had earlier from today. Speaker McCarthy agrees to release all January 6th footage as Dems seek to keep it hidden. Uh, no, 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 you can't let people see that. Speaker McCarthy, uh, as well as Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, has agreed to release all the January 6th footage as Democrats have tried to shield its release. Quote, the American people deserve to know the truth about what happened on January 6th. We have demanded to see all the footage. Transparency is coming, said Matt Gates. Every time from... JFK files to 9-11 and now January 6th. It's our own government, our own Department of Justice that seems to stand in the way of transparency. Of course it is. Why are people so skeptical of their government? You must be a domestic terrorist. 
Julie Kelly with some more fire from Saturday. The go-to, always the go-to, because she's the best. She's been all over it, and we've been trying to highlight all of her work. She's got a new one out this weekend. The Theater of the Absurd in January 6th courtrooms into today, or this weekend's American Greatness, picked up by, of course, Zero Hedge, who's been on fire picking up the, the, the best of the best articles. As judges hand down one absurd sentence after another, one might be inclined to laugh at the absurdity of it all, except, of course, it's not funny. The Department of Justice carefully crafted the dramatic moment in court. A federal prosecutor handed an enclosed paper bag to an FBI agent responsible for investigating the members of the Proud Boys, now on trial for seditious conspiracy related to their participation in the events of January 6th. The bag contained evidence of the unlawful entry into the United States Capitol on January 6th and evidence of the disruption to the certification of the 2020 presidential election, unquote, said FBI agent Elizabeth D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo cautiously pulled the evidence out of the bag to present to the jury. Spectators in the D.C. court, Judge uh, Timothy Kelly's courtroom, were on edge of their seats. What would the mystery bag reveal? Well, it would would it disclose the group's intricate but failed plot to overthrow the government, a detailed list of weapons the seditionists planned to use in the service of their dastardly deed, Named, names of targeted officials, a nerve hush fell over the room. Sweat beads formed on f- furrowed brows. Finally, the big moment arrived. It was a set of challenge coins. Can you give a brief description of what they are? D'Angelo. They are challenge coins. One is black and gold, and this package contains four black and gold colored challenge coins. Are these the same coins that were seized from Zachary Reel's home? Yes. What? Like many organizations, the Proud Boys produce coins that depict the group's motto and attitude. When multiple armed FBI agents raided Rell's Philadelphia residence in March of 2021, terrorizing his pregnant wife and pillaging his home, investigators found not one, but several such coins. Dun, dun, dun. Prosecutors, however, didn't explain how Rell and his co-defendants also found in possession of incriminating challenge coins during similar SWAT raids deployed the dangerous full full currency that day. One version included an image of a Pokemon character, apparently an insurrectionist himself. (laughs) Did the Proud Boys hurl the trinkets at officers clad in full riot gear outside of the Capitol? Did they open locked doors with the coins? Did they use the coins to bribe election deniers in Congress? After all, no weapons were recovered at Real's house, so what gives? No one knows. Judge Kelly, a Trump appointee last month, insisted the coins were admissible evidence to show a relationship among the defendants. Welcome to the judicial funhouse, formerly known as the E. Barrett Prettyman Federal Courthouse, a maze of distortions created by government clowns and goals intended to frighten those trapped within its confines while amusing others behind the scenes. Wednesday's embarrassing spectacle is one only a tiny glimpse into the charade 
charade unfolding on a daily basis in the heart of the nation's capital. Consider just a few recent events. Last week, relatives of the late Brian Signick were allowed to read victim impact statements in the sentencing of Julian Cater, the man accused of spraying Signick with pepper spray on January 6th, although Signick did not die as a result of the spray. The coroner concluded he died of two strokes caused by the blood clot. Signick's immediate family members continued to blame Cater for Signick's passing, disproving claims nonetheless given the course in preparatory. Sicknick's former girlfriend was allowed to participate in the stunt even though she admitted the couple was on a break months before the Capitol protest. Dozens of Capitol police officers also attended the hearing. The theatrics worked. Judge Thomas Hogan ordered Cater to serve 80 months in prison. A.D. Seagery on January 23rd returned all guilty verdicts in the trial of Richard Barnett, the man who photographed with his feet on the desk in Nancy Pelosi's office that afternoon. It took jurors less than two hours to convict Barnett on eight counts, including obstruction and civil disorder. He faces decades in prison. The same day, four men were found guilty of seditious conspiracy and other serious crimes tied to January 6th. Alleged members of the Oath Keepers entered the Capitol an hour after Congress had evacuated the building carried no weapons, stayed for less than 15 minutes, vandalized nothing, a humiliating failure to overthrow democracy. Do I need to read that again? Nonetheless, Matthew Graves, the U.S. Attorney for the District Court of Columbia, handling every criminal case, bragged about his office's victory. For the second time in recent months, a jury found a group of Americans entered into seditious conspiracy. Graves boasted the goal of this conspiracy was to prevent the execution of our laws. Fuck yourself. A week later, Graves charged a California doctor who attempted to save Ashley Babbitt's life with four misdemeanors, including parading in the Capitol. Are you out there? Are you listening? The jury over which Graves swooned deliberated less than two days in a case comparable to treason. You're entitled to your political views, but not to an insurrection. You were an insurrectionist. So said Judge Colleen Kolar Kettley during a February 1st sentencing hearing for Daniel Caldwell, a Marine veteran who pleaded guilty to spraying police officers on January 6th, Caldwell spent 19 months in pre-trial detention before accepting the government's plea last September. Through tears, according to Politico's Kyle Cheney, Caldwell begged Collar Cottonley, a Clinton appointee, for mercy. She gave none. Explaining how her harsh sentence must fortify against revolutionary fervor that you and others felt on January 6th and may still feel today. Kohler Cotley sentenced Caldwell to 68 months in jail. Insurrection is not and cannot ever be warranted. She lectured a man neither charged nor convicted of insurrection. Excuse me. Hey, hey, uh, dumb fuck. You're a judge, right? Do me a favor. Who's in the White House, you fucking idiot? Seriously. For an insurrection to work, wouldn't Trump have to be in the White House right now? You're, you're a judge, huh? But perhaps 
No one better represents the warped imagination of the prosecutors and judges overseeing January 6th cases better than Kyle, Kyle <clears throat> excuse me, Tanya Chutin. The Obama appointee in, is known for handling, handing down the stiffest punishment against Trump supporters, ordering nonviolent protesters accused of low-level offenses to serve time in jail even when the government recommends none, and she's on her all. Clearly agitated that Russell Alford, an Alabama man charged with four most common misdemeanors in January 6 cases, chose to go to trial instead of accepting the government's plea officer. Chuckton scolded Alford for 11 minutes peaceful jaunt through the Capitol. Quote, you may have been not been breaking any glass, but make no mistake, that wouldn't have been a mob without you. Chuckton told Alfred... Convicted on all four counts last October after the jury spent only a few hours considering his fate, you helped terrorize the real patriots trying to fulfill their duty. Insisting she was not penalizing Alfred for exercising his constitutional right to demand a jury trial, the first jury trial in Chuck Can's courtroom since every other January 6th defendant, clearly aware of her reputation, has accepted plea deals Chuck Han commenced to do so, commenting on the number of lawyers on both sides involved in the trial and the jurors' trials. The same system you are railing against worked. While acknowledging Alfred has no criminal record, Chuck Han explained her ruling must act as general deterrence to warn others that punishment for future insurrections will be clean, swift, and serious. She then sentenced Alfred to 12 months in prison one month less than the Justice Department suggested. Prosecutors asked for 13 months and accused Alfred of spreading disinformation about the killing of Ashley Babbitt. Her sentence is the longest imposed yet for a Trump supporter found guilty of four misdemeanors. One might be inclined to laugh at the absurdity of it all, except, of course, it's not funny. Lives are being systematically destroyed to the obvious pleasure and gratification of taxpayer-paid lawyers and judges who are the only ones smiling. Unfortunately for many innocent Americans, this theater of the absurd appears for now to be on an unlimited run. Julie Kelly once again this weekend with some more fire. As always, nailing it. Uh, great substack. I'm going to save this substack, actually. Um, 
actually, I can do this one quickly. Huddleston for the versus the FBI update. Interesting update regarding the FOIA request uh, for the FBI for CrowdStrike versus Seth Rich information. I'm keeping a close eye on this, like I said, also as well. Um, Gene Douglas Substack today. An interesting update for the Huddleston versus FBI DOJ case where the plaintiffs are contesting FOIA request denials regarding CrowdStrike and Seth Rich's laptop, other evidence the FBI may be aware of. This filing uses the classics, we do not have responsive documents, or if we did, there's an active investigation. Quote, if we did, there is an active investigation. Thank you all for being here today, guys. I just missed my, I, I just missed my hello. Sorry about that. Um, I'm curious if any Russia sleuths out there comments on this, particularly the lawyers in the group. I find the text of this filing pretty odd and interesting at the same time, which seems to indicate the FBI and DOJ is still holding onto a lot, holding a lot from the public, perhaps Durham and other concerned parties. Hmm. Interesting. I find the text of this filing pretty odd and interesting, which seems to indicate the FBI is still holding a lot from the public, perhaps Durham and other concerned parties, meaning they're still holding back a lot from CrowdStrike and the Seth Rich stuff. Could be tied into Durham. Could be part of the cover-up. We'll see. Uh, going into the United Kingdom, you got to check this out real quick. United Kingdom's, United Kingdom's nudge unit pushes various online psyops. When people shop to build a net zero society, Didi Rankovic in reclaimthenet.org. Check this article out. The behavioral insights team started by the United Kingdom government and then in late 2021 welcomed by Nesta, which describes itself as an independent charity focused on innovation, has a new report out. And while its authors presented as a useful guide towards building a net zero society, what observers critical of this content have taken away from it is that it is promoting and detailing various forms of psychological manipulation of people. The problem that behavioral insights team, AKA the nudge unit has found for itself to solve is a part of the climate change narrative where achieving net zero means doing away with greenhouse gas emissions. This should alarm you. <laughs> chatbot GPT. Why should you care and why is this important? This is an AI-based chatbot that isn't even connected to the internet, yet produces better quality and more detailed information than a Google search. Google is scrambling in panic. They've declared a code red battle plan on how to counter it. Founders Sergey Brin and Larry Page have even been called back in to man the digital barricades. Chat GPT is on track to surpass 100 million monthly users and it was only launched two months ago. TikTok took nine months to reach that level. Instagram took 30 months. Google Trends data shows interest in Chat GPT is at all time high. It's already learned how to write congressional legislation, poetry, songs, computer code, even movie scripts. Given its trajectory, ChatGPT will begin to exert a huge influence on the very nature of reality itself. And that's a problem 
because all the people training it are far-left Silicon Valley shitlibs. Therefore, its view of the world is skewed very much how you'd expect. A trans woman is a woman. A trans woman is a person who was assigned male at birth, but who identifies as a woman. Being a woman is not solely determined by biology or anatomy, but by the gender identity of the individual. People are noticing that the programme is riddled with brazen hyper-partisanship and political bias. And it's crucial that you watch my video I did on the main channel for a full understanding. It's linked down below. Researchers have now uncovered more clear examples of bias. Andy Meek asked ChatGPT to write a poem about Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. It refused, telling him, quote, I cannot write a poem about Marjorie Taylor Greene as she is a controversial figure and it's not appropriate for me, an AI language model, to to take a partisan stance or express opinions. My role is to provide neutral and factual information. Meek then asked ChatGPT to write a poem about Hunter Biden, a no less controversial figure. The program responded by creating an effusive piece that praised Joe Biden's son at every available opportunity. But through it all, he stands tall with a spirit that refuses to fall. And though the road ahead may be rough, he knows that he's strong enough. So let us judge him not by his surname or by the actions that bring him shame, but by the person that he is today and the lessons that he has to say. Yes, that's actually what the AI thinks about Hunter Biden's true character. The program also refused to specify mistakes that Joe Biden has made as president, while quickly offering up a detailed list of mistakes that Donald Trump had made. According to Meek, this alarming level of political bias could ruin artificial intelligence altogether, or at least ruin it for everyone who values truth and reality, and the ability to challenge progressive narratives, which as the AI is incorporated into fact-checking and big tech censorship will increasingly make online dissent all but impossible. Again, watch the video linked below and please share it with others to warn them about the magnitude of this issue. Good Get early access to videos, exclusive live streams and personally DM me. You've seen how much I get demonetized all the time. Well, this is how you support me. By subscribing at pauljosephwatson.locals.com. Please... There you go. Um, he's absolutely nailing it. And uh, this uh, this UK's nudge unit, uh, for those of you out there that want to do digger, do do a digger on, dig on that, check that out when you get a second. Let me keep it moving. Pfizer has been found guilty of violating three sections of the British Pharmaceuticals Code of Practice. Says Lion Advocacy. Thank you, Fallen One. Great job this weekend, by the way, my friend. And thanks for the shout out. Appreciate it. Pfizer has been found guilty of violating three sections of the British Pharmaceuticals Code of Practice. This seems rather newsworthy. So I. Interesting. I'm surprised it got so little media attention, especially given the recent concerns about misinformation. Yeah, you know, uh, misinformation stuff. Well, here it is from the Prescription Medicines, Medicines Code of Practice Authority, pmcpa.org.uk. Thank you, Golden Lady. Concerns about a Pfizer BBC News article. Uh, these are the no breach clauses here. So of all the charges or all of the breach clauses, these are the three breach clauses. Uh, six, one, I don't know how, how much time do I have? I have no time. Information claims, accurate, balance, fair. Anyways. Okay. So 
there's that. Found guilty of violating three sections of the British Pharmaceuticals Code of Practice. So that's interesting. I'll get that one out there to you. I'm I'm way late. Um, Dave Chappelle gets the last laugh as a comedy comedy special that enraged leftists wins big at the Grammys. So I guess if you consider that to be a win, I, I don't know. I I would actually be like, I don't ever want to win a Grammy. <laughs> That's so I don't know if you consider that a win or not. But anyways, there's that pedophile who made kids lives a living hell found dead just weeks after his conviction. Um, so we always forget that our all while our justice system has the worst fucking laws when it comes to pedophiles, there's always prison justice. And apparently this guy got his. Andrew Hadwin died in Britain's HMP Durham prison on Thursday, according to leading, uh, leading Britain's conversation. So there's that FedEx cargo jet nearly averts a collision with the Southwest plane at a Texas airport. Did you guys see the video of that? Literally like a couple hundred feet just missed it. Flew right over the top of the other plane. Look at that. 77 feet to four feet. I mean, pull up, pull up. Can you imagine being in a plane of that FedEx plane? What's going on there with that? Combine that with the with the train and other stuff. I don't know. Two defense company employees mysteriously found dead at a, at a facility during the night. Nobody talked about this one. I can't measure. I kept this one for today. Two people found dead in Northbrook Grumman's facility in Utah this week. With a few details being released about the incident. Remember, we had this about three years ago. There was a couple of Chinese people that were found dead in one of those, and now today, this weekend again. Two more in the North Northrop Grumman facility in Utah found uh, not, no, nothing else to see here because they just can't find any more about that story. Failed candidate alleges election fraud in Will County's clerk's uh, race based on mathematical algorithms. This is an interesting one. Republican Gretchen, uh, jump on me. Gretchen Fritz filed a lawsuit on December 28th says she believes mistakes and fraud have been committed in the casting and the counting of votes in Will County's clerk's race. And she's got a point. There's going to be more to come on that. Um, so we're, I'm keeping an eye on that one too. Australia's lost radioactive capsule found on the side of the road. Don't They, they found it. Don't worry about it. They found it. So it, it, it has enough cesium-137 to cause acute radiation sickness. But it's just a, it's, it's just the size of a fingernail. Okay. Which but they found it so don't don't worry that yeah Rothschild family to take investment bank private that's coming in from inside paper today I found this one just as we were going live Rothschild family is set to take its investment bank private as, as its holding company announced plans money to buy out the shares it does not own in a centuries old business huh why Popular Christian show, The Chosen, extends its release as moviegoers can't get enough. See it in your theater if they have openings. I would love to go see The Chosen, man. So uh, that that uh, series has been t- taken off big time. Going live in the next couple of minutes here, Catherine for the Monday Night Locals. Don't forget to check that out. Truth.locals.com backslash or at Catherine Engelbrecht. So check that out. She's getting ready to go live here in just a few minutes. And Financial Crime Watch. 
FCCED, former Old Forge Borough Council president, sentenced to one-year imprisonment for bribery. That's the last one we covered over there as well. Hit the scratching, will ya? Checking in with the Department of Justice to see if they figure out how to do justice. Still waiting. Don't worry, Garland will get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Bentelier Steel and Tube Manufacturing Corporation abandons merger with Tenaris SA after Justice Department investigation. Maryland woman and a Florida man charged in federally conspiring to destroy energy facilities. Justice Department and federal partners recognize zero tolerance day for female genital mutilization. Can we do it for um, boys and girls too? Can we can we turn the zero tolerance day for female genital mutilation into any? Fucking federal, any genital mutilation at all? Any? Really, Joe? Excellent. That's good to hear. Carrie Incorporated pleads guilty and agrees to pay $20 million in connection with insanitary plant conditions at linked to 2018 salmonella poisoning outbreak. That's from February 3rd. Eh, whatever. That's about it. That's about it. When do you want to do it, Joe? Tonight or what? Um, let me see here. Water vapor. Uh, storm brewing in the central U.S. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, let's see here. Anything new, new, new? Nothing really new on the... Um, other than this. Thanks for being here today, guys. Rumble Cloud, much love, and God bless you all as well. Twitch crowd, DLive crowd, Facebook crowd. Thank you all for being here today, guys. Much love. Thanks, Fallen, bro. And with that, I want to say much love. God bless you all. I'll be lurking all over the foxhole tonight. Come hang out. Average Joe Patriot tonight, 10th Central. You're always going to want to have to check that out. Every night, he does a great job. He's got a great audience, and he does a great job of getting you guys stuff that everybody else missed as well. So thank you guys for being here today. Much love. God bless you all. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.